Hello, gorgeous soul. Welcome to the newest episode of the Soul Purpose Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about the importance of pleasure. The importance of pleasure in every single area of your life. The importance of pleasure in day-to-day life, not just something that is reserved for special occasions or when you can psych yourself up to get into the feeling of it, but how pleasure is really an integral part to you being a healthy, happy woman who is thriving in every area of your life. As opposed to a woman who feels like you have to perhaps work hard to earn your pleasure or feel like you have to justify and rationalize your pleasure or explain why you should have it. And this is definitely a topic that I resonate with so strongly, as many of you do, I'm sure. Women are not taught how to own their pleasure. Women are not taught what pleasure even looks like for them in particular, what it feels like for them in particular, and why it matters, why it's so important. So if I can help contribute to this awareness, this awakening, this consciousness that we're all stepping into in this new era, if I can do even just the smallest part, then I feel like it really is my duty and my calling to do that. And to talk about it. And I am talking about it from personal experience. If you've been listening to my podcast episodes in order, you know that I experienced burnout a couple of years ago. Not even that long ago. I experienced complete burnout in my career as a mental health therapist. And let me tell you something. (laughs) If you've ever actually hit burnout, I mean, actually hit it not just starting to drift towards it not just kind of sort of being around it not as like a warning sign of if you don't start changing your life and behaviors this is what's going to happen when you actually experience it you know how terrible it is how awful it feels anyone who knows me personally and even if you don't know me personally, even if you just see me online or we kind of interact online or you just watch my content, you can probably guess what kind of a person I am in terms of my energy. So when I am in a good place, when I am thriving and, and doing well, it shows. I, I am, and it, this is not coming from some conceited place. This is just coming from truth, truth that I know to be true about myself and what I hear other people tell me. I'm kind of a radiant woman, not kind of, I am. <laughs> see, see me not even claiming my power sometimes. I'm a very radiant woman. I'm a, I'm a powerfully magnetic woman when I am healthy and happy and doing well. People just gravitate towards me. People just do. It's always been like that for me. So when I was going through burnout, talk about like my inner light being completely shut off. I lost all zest for life. I lost all passion for life. I lost all excitement for life. Life just felt like it went from being this colorful, vibrant thing that I I like life to look like and feel like to just black and white. And all of my passion for my work 
disappeared. Everything that I knew that made me who I was, which was this mental health therapist who had a mission and a purpose and serving other people and helping other people, I lost complete interest in that. I didn't want to help anybody anymore. I was done helping people. I didn't want to do it. And that is so unlike me. And it's also a very clear indicator that you have burned out. Not to mention, besides that, just like the fatigue, having no energy, maybe feelings of depression and anxiety. I definitely had that. I had depression, anxiety, and panic attacks. In addition to just completely losing interest in my work and feeling like I didn't want to help anybody anymore. So unlike me. So when I speak about the importance of pleasure in day-to-day life, and in particular in your career, I do know what I'm talking about. And I understand very well what happens when we cut ourselves off from pleasure. Now, again, as women, I feel like part of our initiation into womanhood beyond just menstruating and beyond the physical changes that happens with our bodies and beyond the different responsibilities and things that we start to have part of initiation into true womanhood is reconnecting with your sense of pleasure and that is why this type of initiation can really happen at any age it can happen when you're 25 it might happen when you're 75 if it ever happens Some women live their whole lives never connecting to their pleasure, right? So when you start to become awakened to yourself as a woman and realizing, wait a minute, I am worthy of pleasure. I deserve pleasure. There's nothing wrong with pleasure. In fact, pleasure is a good and positive and healthy thing for me to experience as often as possible. I feel like it's the the second wave of your initiation into womanhood in many respects. So what do I mean by pleasure? Well, pleasure exists in many forms, which is a really great thing. And we're very, very happy that that's the case, right? There are all kinds of pleasure. There's, of course, sexual pleasure. What feels good to you sexually? What induces orgasm, if that's something that you enjoy? Because not everyone does. But if you happen to enjoy orgasms, it's nice to know what starts to stimulate you to orgasm. What feels really, really good to you across the different parts of your body. So sexual pleasure is certainly part of pleasure. It falls under the umbrella of pleasure. But it's not just about sex. And also pleasure sexual pleasure pleasure doesn't just have to happen with a partner either it's a really beautiful thing to know how to touch yourself to know what feels good to you physically and sexually to be able to stimulate yourself to orgasm you don't need a partner to do that and in fact i think it's critical that we all learn how to pleasure ourselves because how do you expect that someone else is going to know how to please you When you don't know what feels good to you. When you don't even know what you like. And many of us never learn that. Because for many of us as women, our first experience with an orgasm, again, if we ever even have one, right? Because we know the statistics for the female orgasm are fairly abysmal. So, so many of us have our first experience with orgasm with another partner. 
which means we don't even we never even got the opportunity to learn firsthand what we like and what really, really brings us pleasure. But again, pleasure is just one sexual pleasure is just one aspect of the pleasure wheelhouse. There's also sensual pleasure. What stimulates the senses? What tastes good? What sounds good to your ears? You ever hear just a really amazing piece of music and it's like you have an eargasm? It's like you have an orgasm in your mind? Same thing with being intellectually stimulated when you're just having just a just juicy, deep conversation that's just lighting up the different parts of your brain and just uh, you lose yourself in that conversation. It's a turn on, right? I know for a lot of us, myself included, great conversation I happen to find extremely attractive, no matter who I'm having it with. Someone who can carry an interesting conversation, who has a sense of intellect about them, that's fucking hot, right? So there are all kinds of ways to experience pleasure. Touch can be pleasurable without being sexual. But so many of us as women are so cut off from pleasure. Now, beyond sexual and sensual, there's just like this certain carefreeness that comes from being able to play, to let loose, to laugh, to have fun, to almost be childlike. How many of us do that? When's the last time you felt like that? Where you just felt like almost like a kid with how much you were playing and goofing around and being silly? Without worrying about what someone else might think about you. Without worrying about the fact that you might look quote unquote immature or childish. But this is a form of pleasure. And honestly, one of the highest forms of pleasure, I think, is to just play. We get to a certain point in our lives where we think we're not allowed to play anymore. We have to grow up and be adults and be responsible. Right? Which comes with a lot of stress and boredom we're not having fun we're not having fun and and truthfully the only time that we do allow ourselves to have fun we think we have to have some sort of a reason for it we think we have to have some sort of an excuse for it like well I can go to Disney World and like act like a little kid and wear my Mickey Mouse ears but that's only because I have a kid right or I'll be silly and act, have fun and do all these things because it's my birthday so I get to let loose and hang out with my girls and do all kinds of things I wouldn't normally do in my day-to-day life we think we have to have a reason for having this carefree fun but when we create all of these rules and conditions we make it really hard for ourselves to get to that place We make it as if it's something that has to be earned as opposed to something that we were just born being worthy of. Something that we deserve simply for being alive and being who we are. So I happen to learn the hard way how important it is to have a life of pleasure. How important that is. And especially, especially with work, with your career, with your business, because... We spend many hours of our lives working, right? If you have a traditional job, the nine to five kind of life, or even sometimes more than that, you might be working eight, 10, 12, 16 hours a day. Maybe if you're an entrepreneur, you're contributing a lot to building your business. You might be working a ton of hours, depending on what your profession is, right? 
doctor, nurse, lawyer, teacher. There's like a lot of hours that you're working. Sometimes you're off the clock, but you're still working. You're still expected to do things that you have to do to contribute to the job. And that's work that you're not even being paid for. So when we really think about all of the time that we're contributing to work, doesn't it really start to make sense that we should find ways to incorporate pleasure into work? Shouldn't working then be pleasurable? Because when there is no pleasure in work, where there is no fun or play in life in general, we burn out, we get sick, right? We create disease and illness in our bodies because we're not creating outlets for stress. There's nowhere for that pent up stress to go. And so it just sits there and it makes us sick. And not only are we making ourselves sick physically, but what is this doing to us spiritually? Were we really created? Were we really created to struggle through life? To exert effort for everything to be so hard to feel frustrated? Is that what we were really designed to experience? Now, I am not someone that can speak for God. But I like to believe that we are on this human journey, this, this human uh, existence, to experience the best that life has to offer, not the worst of it. I believe that we're here to have fun and enjoy ourselves. And when we really stop to look around, when we really take the time to pause, <laughs> pull ourselves away from our work and look around There's so much beauty and pleasure around us at all times that we ignore most of the time. Does the average person take the time to sit and enjoy the sunrise or the sunset every day? No. Nope. Too busy. Got to get to work. Got to sit in the car and fight my way through rush hour traffic. No time. No time. Nature is this beautiful, abundant, magnificent thing right and how often are we allowing ourselves to enjoy nature to get fresh air to go out and just sit in the park and sit under the trees and just be and just be for no reason for no reason at all not because we have to take our kids there (laughs) although that can be part of it but how about you just do it for you sometimes how about you just let yourself go to the park and play and rest Sometimes. Pleasure is so important. It's so important. And, you know, when we, when we fool ourselves into thinking that it doesn't matter, which we do very well. I mean, I can say for me, and I'm sure many of you who are listening will agree, when you're stressed out and you're just so focused on work and you know, meeting the bills, getting the bills paid and all the obligations and things you have to do. Pleasure is the last thing you're thinking about. Pleasure is the first thing you're going to throw out the window when really it's the thing that you need to be focusing on the most. When you're stressed out, pleasure is the thing that you need to be focused on the most. And being stressed out is the, the most clear sign that you can receive that you have been neglecting your own pleasure. 
You're not making time for it. You're not making space for it. You're not making it a priority and you will feel the effects of that. You will feel it. Not to mention, you're going to see how this lack of pleasure is showing up across the different areas of your life. If you are in a romantic relationship of some kind, a partnership of some kind, and you're out of your pleasure, doesn't that affect your relationship? Like, do you really feel all sexy and turned on and like wanting to be available and present for your partner when you haven't been making pleasure a priority? No. No, of course not. So it's going to be affecting your romantic relationship. It's going to be affecting your friendships. Because when you're drained and stressed and burned out, you have nothing to really contribute to your friendships. Like, sure, your friends who are doing well and doing better off might be able to pour into you, but a relationship is a two-way street. It should be two people contributing equally, not necessarily always equally, because of course we have our ups and downs, but for the most part, a good, healthy friendship should feel relatively equal, as in both parties are contributing, both parties are supporting, both parties are uh, lifting each other up. right so it's going to show up in your friendships definitely going to show up at work because when you're not taking care of yourself outside of work how are you showing up to work how are you showing up in your business drained stressed bored disconnected trying to achieve a means to an end you're not showing up to give and contribute and serve you're just showing up and doing what you got to do to meet an objective get paid do what you got to do you're not coming from an inspired place like you do when you're overflowing with your own pleasure when you're taking care of yourself and making that your number one priority disconnected from your pleasure you're disconnected from your body which means you're disconnected from yourself and it starts to show up in different kinds of ways too let's talk about spiritually How does it show up spiritually? Well, pleasure and divinity go hand in hand. I think sometimes we forget like that the desires that we have, the things that we feel drawn to and really want to experience and enjoy, is not necessarily coming from us. God wants you to experience the great things about this human life as well. And I personally believe, whether you believe this or not, but if you are relatively spiritual, you also probably believe that you are a vessel, a channel for the divine. As in, God is expressing himself, herself through you too. (laughs) Like all of the great things about being human that we don't experience enough of because we're so busy and worried about the things that don't matter. Well, God's probably like, damn, I really wanted to experience that. God's probably like, damn, I created all of these beautiful, majestic things and she's not even paying attention. What the fuck? Right? So know that the desires of your heart and soul, those things are bigger than you. Those things are coming from God too. Where do you think they came from? Where do you think they come from? It's time to start paying attention and it's time to start making your pleasure a a priority in your own life. 
what is the point of creating some measure of success, whatever that means for you, if you're not even enjoying the ride? You're not even enjoying the process. And I've, I've come to learn that this is very true myself recently. Because again, I know what it's like to in- ignore your pleasure, to not make it a priority. What I've come to learn is that it's true. If you're not enjoying where you are right now, what makes you think you're going to enjoy being further down the road? What makes you think that? Now, if you've kind of been telling yourself, as we are prone to do as women, because we're constantly putting other people before ourselves, if you're prone to telling yourself, well, I'll make time to get a massage when I'm making more money or when I have the time or, you know, when I have the energy to contribute to this or I'll start traveling when I have the money or the time or the energy and all these things and I'll take better care of myself when? No, that's not how it works. The habits that you are creating and living out right now You are creating your future in the present. If you're stressed out and burned out and not taking great care of yourself now, you're only going to have more of that in the future. It's not like some magical thing is going to happen where it's like, all right, bing, oh, cool. Now I'm going to start taking care of myself. Now I'm going to know what to do and how to do it. And now I'm suddenly going to make myself the top priority. It's something that you have to practice. And it's something that you have to start practicing now because, again, the present moment is creating your future. You want to know how the future is going to look? Take a look at what your present looks like now. What habits are you living out day to day now? If you want a future where you're taken care of and you're healthy and you're happy and you're abundant, you need to start practicing those things now. And if you're feeling like you don't deserve it and you're not, you haven't earned it, understand that that's all made up bullshit. (laughs) These are all limiting beliefs that you picked up from the people that raised you. If you did not have a mom or a dad or whoever was your primary caregiver, grandma, auntie, whatever, if they didn't model for you what appropriate self-care looked like, Chances are you never learned how to practice that in your own life. Chances are you picked up their same beliefs that they didn't have the time or the money, that self-care was a luxury as opposed to a necessity. And you started carrying that out in your own life. I'm willing to bet that over the past couple of years as an adult woman, you've really had to do a lot of work on changing your beliefs around self-care. I'm willing to bet. And I'm also willing to bet you understand the positive benefits of that. I'm also willing to bet you still struggle with giving yourself permission to do it anyway. Knowing all of those things, knowing how important it is, knowing how good it is for you, you still struggle with giving yourself permission. So I just want to remind you that you create your own rules. The rules that you are living by up until now served a purpose. And quite often that purpose was survival. These limiting beliefs keep us in a state of survival. And yeah, survival serves a purpose. But where you're trying to go, that really big, beautiful vision that you have for your life, survival is not going to get you there. What's going to get you there and what's going to sustain you once you're there is taking excellent care of yourself making pleasure your top priority. 
And as someone who has a background of being like someone who feels like I've had to work hard and hustle and grind all the time to get what I want, maybe you can relate to that as well, depending on how you grew up, depending on what your beliefs were or are, then you know that working hard and grinding is only going to get you so far. There are only so many hours in the day. You only have 24 hours in the day. You can't work 24 hours straight every single day. Maybe you've tried. I'm sure you've maxed yourself out with how many hours a day you've been able to work. But you know that that's not going to get you where you want to go. So at some point, you have to be willing to surrender control and allow yourself to be supported. Allow yourself to be taken care of. Allow yourself to receive love, support, attention, affection, healing from other people and that's pleasure like when someone is giving you a massage and like it's from someone who really is a master of their craft you can tell they take it very seriously you can tell they see it as healing work which it is you know that feeling of having a massage from someone who is just so in love with what they do And you can feel that as they're touching you. You can feel that as they're massaging oils and lotions into your body. Isn't that the most, one of the most healing and refreshing and re-energizing things that you can experience? Isn't that one of the most loving things that one human being can do for another? Is to spend an hour, an hour and a half, two hours, like gently massaging your body and healing you? Isn't that a beautiful thing to allow yourself to receive that without judging yourself for it? So we need to start getting really serious about our pleasure, ladies, in whatever shape or form that looks like. And if you're not used to it, yeah, it's going to be uncomfortable at first. It's going to be really uncomfortable at first. That doesn't mean that it's wrong. It just means that you're doing something new and different and you're out of your comfort zone. But it's something that is going to have to be a necessity if you want to live a long and abundant life, which I know you do. I know you do. Another way that I personally love to connect to my pleasure is through moving my body. Dance. I'm a dancer. I love dance. Trained in dance professionally. Performed professionally. Dance will always be in many ways my first love. But even with dance, dance can become something very restrictive, right? Like just because something can be a source of pleasure, it doesn't mean you've been using it that way. Same thing with exercise. Maybe you've been exercising to do all the things and lose all the weight, but there's no pleasure and there's no joy in it. So I challenge you to reconnect with your body in a way that's pleasurable. For me, that means dancing just for the sake of dancing. Not for a performance, not to put on a show, not to judge, you know, my aesthetics, not to judge how cleanly I did something or executed something, but simply because I love it. How when I'm moving my hips and my arms and I'm swaying and the hair flips and all the things and I'm losing myself in the rhythm of the music, it's like, damn, I'm a fucking woman, right? There's a sense of pleasure that is derived from that. And I think that goes really deep just back to like ancestry and your origins and all these things. But movement is just such a great way to connect to your pleasure because it feels good. It feels great to move your body. And it also feels great to get that energy moving again. 
a lot of the things that we experience in terms of stress and, and chronic pain are nothing more than just blocked energy, energy that you've been keeping in your body that hasn't been released, hasn't had the opportunity to move around. And yeah, it's going to stick there. It's going to cause pain, physical pain, emotional pain. Dancing is such a great way to get into your pleasure and get that energy moving. So see how you can start to move your body in pleasurable ways. Maybe that looks like taking a pole class. Maybe that looks like taking a belly dancing class, right? And anything that can allow you to be in community and circle up with women is also so powerful. I don't know if you've ever taken a belly dancing class, but I have. I I used to train in belly dance and man, can I tell you after the end of every belly dance, I felt like I could like flip a car over. (laughs) I felt like I could flip a car over because I felt so empowered as a woman, And at the same time, I felt so feminine and soft all at once. Just the ability to tell a story with your body through your movement. It's powerful. And to see other women in a place where we're all accepting of each other. We're all loving and supportive of each other. No one's judging anyone else. Everyone is loving their bodies. Everyone's appreciating everyone else's bodies. All the shapes and colors and sizes. There's something so powerful about that. And when you have a group of women all practicing self-love, all enjoying movement for the sake of movement. It's powerful. That energy is like through the roof. And if you haven't experienced that for yourself, get yourself into a fucking dance class stat. Whether that's a belly dance, a pole class. Hey, you might want a salsa, a little bachata, because that's my jam. I love bachata. Bachata. Right? Get out there. Start moving your body. Start dancing and connecting with your sensuality. It's going to make a huge difference for you. How can you please yourself through the senses? Eating healthy, delicious, whole foods, for example. You know when you just have a meal that is just so fucking good? You know that chef prepared it with love and intention. You can taste it. Well, why not treat yourself to that? Matter of fact, don't even consider it a treat. Why not start to make it the norm? We, we put pleasure and self-care on a pedestal as if it's something that we have to aspire to really that should be the first thing that we're making sure that we're taking care of the things that you put into your body that's your fuel that's your health and health is wealth so think about that if you're not making pleasure a top priority then what are you making a priority illness disease So reconnect to your pleasure. And in terms of pleasure through your work, again, I keep coming back to this because I think it's just so overlooked. We're not taught that work is supposed to be pleasurable. We're not taught that. And we have very few examples growing up of what that looks like. But know that you can make the choice. You can set a standard that your work is going to be pleasurable. And it's going to take a lot of deconditioning relearning what that even means so just to use myself as an example part of my deconditioning process after experiencing burnout is figuring out what the hell feels good to me in my work right so I created a list of things that I wanted to feel I wanted to feel every single day as I went about my work some examples energized energized super important for me why I have a lot of fucking energy and what that means is I will pick something and I'll just go 
I will just go and go and go like the Energizer Bunny. But if I'm spending my energy in the wrong place, I will burn out. But I know that if my work is also energizing me, I can keep going forever, but in the best way. I can keep going until my energy has been well spent and I feel satisfied as opposed to drained. Or maybe even stressed because I haven't used my energy at all. It's just kind of all pent up and stuck inside of me. So energized. I desire to feel soulful in my work. As in there has to be a spiritual component to my work. There has to be some measure of spirituality. Some connection to the divine. Letting me know that inspiration is coming from something bigger than me. Letting me know that I'm infinitely supported in the work that I'm doing. I also need fun. Creativity play in my work and when I after making this list right and there are a couple more words to the list but after making this list I'm realizing oh my gosh well no wonder I burned out I wasn't experiencing most of these things in my work previously and if I was it was like little to no no experience of this and it was very far few and far in between So take a look at the things that you want to feel in your work every day. For me, again, I just gave you a few examples, but I want to feel juicy. I want my work to feel juicy, as in it turns me on. Like I'm so lit up and passionate about my work. I'm excited about it. I'm radiant about it. And I know that when my work feels juicy and sexy and soulful and all of these adjectives that are important to me, I get to show up as my best self. I get to show up as the Keisha that really has the most to contribute to the world. I get to show up as the woman then that becomes magnetic, that people really start to look at and go, oh my gosh, she seems so happy and healthy. What is she doing with her life? Maybe I need to pay attention. Maybe I need to work with her. We attract what we are giving out. So what energy are you giving out? Are you giving out the energy of a woman who's completely in her pleasure, who's healthy, who's happy, who's radiant? Or are you giving out the energy of a woman who's stressed out, who is bored, who is meh, blah in your day-to-day work, who's just doing what you got to do to collect a check? That's the energy that you're going to attract. And I don't think you want to attract more stress and boredom and blah and meh feelings into your life. You deserve better than that. You deserve to have that sort of electric, energizing, radiant energy coming into your life. Yes, please. More fun, more play. And I'll let you in on a secret that I wish I had learned a long time ago. Is that money flows more easily and effortlessly into your life when you're happy. We're taught this myth that we have to work harder in order to make more money. And we buy into it. Some of us buy into it our entire lives. We never learn that this is a complete lie. If you look at really successful people who also have 24 hours in the day, just like you do. How is it that they're managing to make so much money? They're not slaving away every hour of the day. Many women, at least the women that I look up to and aspire to, have a life like they have. My own life, of course, but many of elements that I admire, they've kind of learned how to let things work for them. 
like they don't work for money they've learned how to make money work for them and part of that is they understand the importance of taking really fucking good care of themselves and they understand that when they take care of themselves and they're radiant they attract opportunities to them they attract the right people to them they attract more money into their lives we can all stand to learn from that Learning that self-care does not make you selfish. It makes you really fucking smart. It makes you a really fucking powerful businesswoman too. Sustainability is what matters. It's the name of the game. Can't sustain anything if you're stressed and bored and burned out. When you're taking really good care of yourself, that's when those creative juices start flowing. That's when those million dollar ideas, bing, they tend to show up. They tend to show up. But if you're so stressed out and working hard and grinding and doing all the things and not in your pleasure, it's not going to sh- it's not going to show up. Or rather, you're not going to be able to see the ideas that are right in front of you that are really meant for you to carry out because you're distracted. So, make it your mission One, to create a list of things that you want to feel every single day as you're going about your work in the world. You can use some of my examples. For me, energized, free, soulful, playful, fun, juicy, creative, abundant. Just a few of my words. Create ones that resonate for you or borrow some of mine if they resonate for you. And then ask yourself, well, how can I feel that way? I know how I want to feel. What sort of activities and actions would help me to feel that way? And then start showing up that way in your work, in your business. Start doing the little things and sometimes the big things that would help you to feel that way. And sometimes it's more challenging because you might be in a workplace or an environment where you feel anything but all of those things on your list. How am I supposed to feel creative and free when I'm sitting in a cubicle with really bad fluorescent lighting, (laughs) right? So here's the thing that makes you so fucking powerful as a woman. And if you can really take this in, really embody this, I swear your external circumstances are going to change so fast. Choose to be radiant anyway. Choose to be radiant and in your pleasure anyway regardless of what your current circumstances might look like because radiance is a choice and I say radiance because I believe when a woman is in her pleasure she's in her power she's glowing she becomes like the sun everyone notices a woman who is full of pleasure you can't help but to notice it she is beautiful she's powerful she is a sight to behold she is magnetic right You can choose to be that now. You can choose to be that no matter what your present circumstances are. And I tell you what, the only way we ever really change our reality is because we have to be able to hold the frequency and the vibration of the life that we want before we have it, before we're living it, which means we have to choose to be radiant and live a life of pleasure with the circumstances that we have right now. So if you got $5 in your bank account, how can you practice being radiant and in your pleasure with $5 or less? How can you do that for yourself? Maybe you can't go out and get a mani-pedi right now. Can you give yourself one at home? Can you take a nice bubble bath at home? 
can you gently and lovingly massage like really beautiful smelling lotion into your skin as you state positive affirmations to yourself telling you how beautiful you are and what a queen you are and how abundant you are and how grateful you are for everything because i promise you you do that every day you're gonna start to feel really fucking abundant if you didn't before you will so sometimes it's going to require that you get creative and for some of you where money is not a concern right you have the money to take care of yourself you're just not spending it because one you don't think you have earned it you don't think that you deserve it you might be afraid to spend money because you're very much still in a scarcity mentality despite having money it's going to look a little bit different for you for you it's going to be a practice of worthiness for you it's going to be a practice of remembering that regardless of what you do or don't do, what you achieve or don't achieve, whether you work hard or not, you still deserve to be happy. You still deserve nice things. You still deserve to be taken care of. And you have to trust that the money you spend is going to come back to you. And it will. It will, whether it returns back to you through actual physical money, because healthy, happy, radiant women make money. <laughs> right? They just do. So whether the money comes back to you in physical form as money again, or whether it comes back to you in just a raised vibration, which means you are healthier, you're living longer, whether it comes back to you in the form of like new relationships of people who are on that higher frequency and vibration as you and really contributing to your life in a positive way, whether it comes back to you because now that you're taking care of yourself, your romantic partner is starting to notice you again and do special things and nice things for you because when you take care of yourself, you raise the bar, you raise the standards, which means they're going to have to meet you there, right? You'd be surprised at how quickly things can change when we start taking better care of ourselves because we are truly teaching other people how to take care of us too. If you take care of yourself and people can tell that you're very well taken care of, they're going to approach you differently. They're going to approach you differently than they would approach a woman who just seems frazzled and like she's not taking good care of herself. We see it all the time, right? So there's no reason why you shouldn't be one of these women who are taken care of and attended to and respected and admired because you just radiate this new energy. Pleasure, 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 pleasure. So the first part was making a list of all the things that you want to feel in your work. The second part is taking actions that would support you in that. And again, this doesn't have to just apply to work and can also just apply to life. I happen to think the two blend together. Nothing exists in isolation in a vacuum. So I'm, I'm kind of almost using them interchangeably here. But you know what I mean? Decide how you want to feel and then select actions that would support you in feeling that way. Start using your body and moving your body differently. How can you celebrate womanhood through your movement of your body? How can you connect with other women, women in sisterhood? <laughs> Amplified pleasure. It's a powerful thing. Yeah? So whether it's big actions that you're taking, like I'm going to buy myself tickets to Italy because I've always wanted to drink wine and eat pizza in Italy. Something I've always dreamed of. And that would help me feel radiant. Yeah, that's great. Sometimes feeling radiant is just buying yourself an ice cream cone. <laughs> and eating it in the park 
You know, it looks different for every person. But the main thing is don't make yourself wrong for the things that you know would make you feel that way. Because again, judging yourself and putting yourself down is conditioning. It's not your truth. It's conditioning and limiting beliefs that you've picked up from other people. So you're going to have to decondition yourself. You're going to have to listen to what your desires are telling you and allow yourself to experience those desires. When you do that, I promise you, everyone else around you benefits. Everyone else around you benefits. Because you are the sun. You are the sun and everything else is rotating around you. Everything else thrives off of your warmth. This is true in your relationships as well. (laughs) When a woman is radiant and in her power and healthy and happy... Her partner is healthy and happy. I promise you. That that really, and it doesn't matter who your partner is, but let's say you, if your partner is a male, not that you have to have a male partner, you can have any kind of partner, woman, non-gender conforming, anything. But in this particular example, let's say you have a partner who is a traditional masculine male. Well, what makes a man happy in a relationship? How a man feels like he's doing well in a relationship is if his female partner is doing well and happy. That's all a man needs. And that's why men would, will bend over backwards to try to make you happy, right? But here's the thing. It's not the man that's making the woman happy. It's the woman that is connected to her own pleasure and her own radiance and sustaining her own happiness, Especially when you have a circle of women that you can tap into, right? Because other women light other women up too. Probably more so than anything else. And then going back to that relationship and and being able to shine like the sun that you are. So... This is a little bit longer of an episode than all of the episodes previously because I cannot stress enough how important this is that you connect to your sense of pleasure, that you start to make it a regular practice, that you see it as a form of self-love and self-care, that you start to see it as a necessity. Sometimes that necessity is a luxury. Sometimes it will be through luxurious things. That is okay. Give yourself permission to experience nicer, finer things. Right. And if you're not yet in that place, right, maybe money is a little bit of a challenge for you right now, temporarily. See how you can make practicing radiance, your radiance, fun. How can you get creative with it? How can you make yourself feel like the sun, even if your surroundings or your current circumstances seem scary, frustrating, bleak? Right. It's a choice. And the quicker you step into that choice of choosing to be radiant, no matter what, the quicker your circumstances will change. So, all right, my loves, I want to hear from you, too. After you listen to this podcast, I need you to DM me on social media, contact me and let me know what did you do to get back into your pleasure? Did you book an appointment somewhere? Did you make plans with your friends? (laughs) What did you do for yourself or what are you implementing and putting into place to increase pleasure in your life? Sign up for a new dance class, try out a new restaurant. What is it? And how can you make this a regular practice? Not just a special occasion once in a while, special treat kind of thing. Nope. This is a lifestyle. This is a lifestyle that any successful woman is going to have to learn how to get really good at. 
because the better you get at it, the more abundant life becomes, the more abundant business becomes. I love you all so much. Get into your pleasure. Have a ton of fun and I will see you in the next episode. Take care until then and remember who the fuck you are.